hidden treasures of the 119th Psalm. So today in our mining expedition for gold and nuggets, we are certainly right on topic because this verse, as we finish up the Gimel section, and this being the eighth verse, as we talked about in The Matrix, which was the very first episode of the Hidden Treasures of the uh, 119th Psalm, you know, we talked about that each section has eight verses and the idea is that there's seven verses that we put everything we can into it, and the eighth one's going to take us over the finish line. Essentially, God's going to hold us up and help us make a dunk shot. So as we look at this Gimel section, um, you know, it really strikes me that each of these, when he is, um, the psalmist is especially taking these concepts, these words, this you know, since Jesus is the Word, and he's given you, in a way, different faces of God. And so when we did the first Aleph section, we talked about how that was so equated with wisdom, and that's one of the faces that certainly Jesus has. (laughs) In fact, it was one of the anointings that he got, the very first anointing that he got in Isaiah 11. And the second anointing he, you know, he got was understanding, and, and that has to do with Bina, which starts with a bet, and that's how we went through that whole bet section, and now we come to Gimel, and and we're finishing up the Gimel, and so we're going to get across the finish line, and it's interesting that, from my standpoint, the Jewish sages is all often talk about this concept of Hakma, Bina, and Das, and, and the, the idea is essentially wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, and so now that we have... Um, built our house on wisdom, like and Jesus said, on solid rock. Now we got to fill it with treasures, and these treasures would be knowledge. And so he starts out this whole section, you might recall, when we get to verse 17, and when it says, Gimel, deal bountifully. In other words, the idea is, as we talked about, this idea of weaning or, you know, nurturing to make ripe. And, and so when it comes to knowledge, it's interesting. <laughs> we know that it puffs up, and so it's, it, you know, it's kind of cool that he gives us in the middle of the Gimel section a way to get some of the air out of our bag. <laughs> or maybe it's the, just the fact that either you know, our pride leads us to God or our sin leads us to God, but often other people's sin leads us to God. So take your pick. You know, either way, when you start adding a whole bunch of knowledge into a situation— people get puffed up and pride takes over and fortunately God is there to rebuke us as as we talked about. So coming in for a landing here is we're going to take a a jump over the finish line. It's really, really a beautiful thing how, you know, the psalmist uses the gimel to illustrate this idea of we're going to keep going and going and going because the idea of give me more, give me more, give me more. And so what I did not mention in verse 23 is the way it actually starts with a gimel. When it says, princes also did speak and sit and speak against me. Actually, the, word, the, the verse starts with that Hebrew word for also, which is a gimel, as you might imagine, because all the verses start with a gimel. And then an enclosed mem. mem. And, and so this is a beyond beautiful word, um, in my world, in my world, it's just like, oh my gosh, what a neat thing he did. 
because it's like saying and more. And, and when you look inside of that letter, you see this foot that is the gimel, that means greatness. And then the second letter, this M, is Messiah, or it also is an idea of water. But the enclosed mem that's at the end of a word, the sages of you know, the Hebrew language have always said that that <clears throat> is a picture of the messianic way that, that, that the Messiah will bring an understanding to the Torah that's never been there before, which, in fact, Jesus did that in so many different ways. It's a shame that they miss it, but it's there. And so the enclosed mem is like a picture of Torah secrets from their standpoint. And so what King David is kind of winking at is say here, saying here, and more Torah secrets, give me more Torah secrets. Princes also did sit and speak against me, you know, and, and he talks about having meditated on the statutes. Well, that's going to get you more Torah secrets. Well, the neat thing, as he takes us across the finish line in verse 24, he uses that same gimel word again, that word that means also. And so although it's not translated that, because the way the 24th verse actually reads in the King James Version is, thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. But when you look at it in Hebrew, it starts out with the word also or even more, right? That gimel mem, <laughs> even more Torah secrets, right? He says, thy testimonies are my delight, which is how it reads in English. But really, when you look at it, they're actually my delights. And the word that, that, that uh, in my opinion, King David made up here, or you know, he took the word play or delight and he kind of doubled it. He doubled down on the word, and it's the first place you find it in the scriptures, and so here's the dictionary on the word itself is right here, and the idea is like, man, these are, these are super-duper delights, and Isaiah uses the word later, but it's only used in the 119th Psalm and later by Isaiah, because it's kind of like super delights, and it's not just one delight. It's like a whole bunch of them, and, and so what he's talking about, and I'm, I'm hoping you have a lot of testimonies. You have a lot of places that God's worked, and you also have all the testimonies that are in the Word of God itself. As you unlock these Torah secrets, they're all your delights. And so here he is saying, right, that the testimonies are all these delights, all this knowledge that he has put inside this house that he's built. He built the house, and now he's filled it with wondrous things, and, and, of course, it's God that took him over the finish line and gave him this dunk shot that these testimonies, right, are his delights. And then really, really cool that, unfortunately, you miss when you read the English translation of this. <laughs> and I don't know how they did it, but they just did it. But when you look at the Young's uh, literal translation, the YLT, they're the only people that pick up on the fact that the word man is in the middle of this verse. Very clearly, the word man is in the middle of the verse. And and so the, the idea of my, I guess, was actually that they're men. And, and so what actually King David was saying was that these testimonies, right, his testimonies in all the different ways that God had come through for him and Obviously, the Ark of the Testimony in his case and all the ways that he, you know, saw God in his own life, right? These are his delight, but also the men of his counsel. In other words, <laughs> I mean, it's really, it's cool that that word is in there, right? He's got a whole 
bunch of these men that are his counselors. And this is so critical. This is an understanding. I'm going to take a minute and try to help um, see why this is so important to me personally, this verse. Because when you look at the word weak in Hebrew, you're going to see that there's a pay in there, and it has to do with us talking to ourselves, right? (laughs) Because a weak person is constantly putting themselves, oh, you blew it again. Oh, you see, God's never for you, 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 you know. And, and, and like it says in the 16th Psalm, how long will I take counsel in my soul? How, you know, how long, <laughs> Lord, how long um, am I going to listen to myself, right? So here King David is giving us this house full of treasure to say that, oh, my goodness, if God's word if what he's done in my life is what's telling me the story inside my head, that is strength, right? This is true power. This is, this is you know, that Jeremiah passage where you know the plans I've made for you, <laughs> right? He's going to do good for you, and he's going to deal bountifully with you. He is going to raise you up to make you ripe. He is going to wean you. Right, and sometimes that takes some letting air out of your bag, and sometimes that's allowing people in your life to have air in their bag, whatever that looks like. But all those things turn you back to God, and and if your testimonies are the men of your counsel, these are the voices that you are hearing are God's testimonies. Okay, this is going to make you have so much more Jesus in your life and, and be looking and more Jesus and, and, and more. And so I love the way he ends <laughs> the Gimel section and he uses the Gimel to do it. And even more Jesus and even more. It's like, you know, the, 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 you know when they're making that offer, you know, on the <laughs> Remco Basimatic or whatever, and there's more and there's more. <laughs> well, he finishes the gimel, which is his idea of weaning and plenty and more and greatness by saying, and even more, right? Your testimonies are the men of my counsel. Thank you for listening. So much fun on the gimel section of the 119th Psalm.